What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. So do you want me to start today uh, yes. since you screwed up last week's? Yes. I think technically <laughs> you just laughed and interrupted me. I think that's exactly oh, what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. totally my fault. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. I'm Jeremy. And my name is Pam, and today we have our next installment of My Kelly Experience, where we talk to fans about their experience of being a Kelly fan. And we have two very different stories today that yes, I can guarantee you are some of the most unique we've had. I know I've, I think I say that each time, but I genuinely mean that this time. Um, yeah, these were – I went back and reread the stories that both of our guests sent to us, and they are pretty – Awesome stories. I mean, the first story from Skylar that we're going to hear is a wild story. And then uh, the other story from Brittany is 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 an interesting and it's a fun story. And uh, it's one of those stories that reminds you that you just never know who you're going to be sitting next to. Let's just say that. It's cool. And, um, you know, I remember at least Skylar's story. We're going to hear about it in a minute. But I remember she posted it on the team kelly facebook page like a while ago and um i had forgotten about it and Mm -hmm. when she submitted it i was like oh my god that's you and just i just remember when i first when i first read it like my like jaw was on the floor so i'm really excited to actually speak with her and uh i know we're being really cryptic right now guys but it'll, (laughs) it'll be worth it i promise this in the industry is called a tease. We want you to stick around. We're enticing you to stay and listen to these stories. Exactly. Did we miss anything in the world of Kelly this week? The world of Kelly? I don't think so. Um, I don't think there's really been any news news. Just more talk show, more Kelly-okies, and that's – I think that's it. Yeah. I'm start- Now that the world is sort of starting to get pseudo-ish back to normal, I'm – I'm starting to sit here and think, man, when are we going to start hearing about, you know, a rescheduling of Vegas and yeah. album details? I just feel like we're we're just sitting on the edge of when we're going to get all this information. Because I know artists are like starting to release dates, especially even like indoor stuff. Like I just yeah. bought like a ticket to an indoor concert. It's not until like the fall, but like it felt mm-hmm. very strange to do that. But I. I did it and I'm like, okay, this is, I think, going to be normal soon. It just yeah. it feels wrong, but I'm glad it's not. So it might it might happen soonish. I don't know. I'm still curious if they're going to do Vegas in the first place or they're, they're just going to scrap it. I, I just wouldn't be surprised if they scrapped the whole thing. I Unless she's contractually obligated. I'm hopeful that she'd do it, but I wouldn't, I just, well, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'm hopeful that it does happen. I think that they want to do it. I think she wants to do it. And it's just going to be a matter of, you know, waiting until it's absolutely I mean, there it's never absolutely safe, but they're yeah. they're going to wait until the absolute last minute when they feel like it's going to be as safe as possible and just unfortunately nobody knows when that's going to be i know we're hopefully getting closer to herd immunity but we're not there yet so as soon as that happens we will hopefully have mass concerts i'm looking forward to though when we start getting news about the new album because that's going to give us 
so much material to work with and yeah. I mean we will we will talk extensively about the new album when that comes out. Oh my gosh, it's going I'm so excited. We're going to be talking for like 3 hours straight. Not really. That would be a lot. <laughs> that would be a lot. That would be a lot, but no, I'm so excited. We're going to have an episode just when she announced it. Be like mm-hmm. there was this teaser and she meant this and, and I remember when Love So Soft that little teaser came out and it was just like the very like first five seconds of the song and everyone was like oh my god her vocals <laughs> yeah which is funny because like the very beginning of Love So Soft is very different from the rest of the song so right yeah I, I don't think she's gonna be like a like a Taylor Swift no. who's gonna be dropping all these intentional nuggets that lead you down a path she's that way take too you to lazy. A- She's way too lazy for that, and I can relate. <laughs> She's just like, here's the music. Here's a 10-second teaser song out in three days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, you know what? That's fine. It's less thinking I have to do. So our first guest today, we're going to welcome her on the show. Please welcome Skylar. Hey, Skylar. Hi, Skylar. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Uh, for, well, first and foremost, uh, tell us where you're uh, hitting us up from. Um, I live in Newport News, Virginia, so about 45 minutes from Virginia Beach. Oh, nice. Very awesome. I've driven through Virginia. That's kind of my extent. But I, I lived I lived in Virginia for a hot minute. You did? Uh, I lived up. Yeah, I lived in uh, near Winchester, which is up in the northern part of Virginia, about uh, 45 minutes or so out of D.C. But and I've been to like the Hampton Roads area. It's a beautiful area. Be- Virginia in general is a beautiful state. Yeah, I would agree. Newport is my hometown, so I love it here. Right on. Before we had you on, I was doing our little intro just so people would be like, oh, what am I going to be listening to today? And I had mentioned, and I wanted to tell you this, I'm not even sure if I did via email, but I remember reading your story when you first posted it. I don't know how long ago it was. It might have even been like 2019 on the Team Kelly page. Mm-hmm. I don't, And I just remember being like, oh my God, this story is wild. It's insane. And yeah. You know, it, it, I know I've, I've, I'd forgotten about it. And then you would email us and I was like, why does this sound vaguely familiar? And then it clicked. And I was like, I am so happy this girl has emailed us because this is, I mean, it's a, it's a wild story, but I just think it's something that like the, like people listening are really going to uh, really enjoy hearing. Um, I think it's going to be one of those stories that sticks with people. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, Skylar, um, I mean, tell us, let's start kind of at the beginning about how you first became a fan. Okay, um, so I'm 22, so I was only four when Kelly won Idol, um, and for being like a little kid, I just thought she was the coolest thing. Like, I remember watching American Idol with my mom and dad, and um, really embarrassing, but I used to get a wooden coffee spoon and stand on the coffee table and walk up and down it when Kelly was performing like I was like her. Um, And I just thought she was so cool. And like, you know, being a little kid, I'm like, wow, this girl on TV. And um, I I thought she was amazing. Like I would try to like act like I was her and like I didn't know any words to the songs, but I would pretend like I was singing the little wooden spoon microphone. and just from there, it kind of just grew into like, I, at some point I became more of a fan than like, I became, I idled her more than I was a fan. Um, you know, growing up, like, you know, I was severely bullied and I went through like a lot of stuff and like, my accident. And like, I've always just idolized Kelly and the way she handles herself, the way she handles 
like really hard situations. I love that she's so open because I'm a very people person. I'm very open. I'm very bubbly, just like she is. Um, and she, her music has gotten me just through so much, like in a very short lifespan. I'm on 22, but her songs and her music have got me through so much already that I just I just idolize her in every kind of way you could think. That's awesome. You touched a little bit on uh, the bullying, which I know from your story dates back to your high school days. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Uh, so it's actually middle school, um, but okay. I was my middle school experience um, was definitely hard. Uh, I was bullied a lot in middle school. Um, I was always like a bigger kid. I was, I'm smart. I was all really smart. I love school. Um, so, you know, anything people could pretty much make fun of me for, they did. Um, I, at one point it had gotten so bad that my mom and I sat down with the superintendent of the school and was like, my mom was like, you have, like, we have to do something. He was like, she doesn't want to come to school anymore. She's going to the nurses every day to come home. She's doesn't want to go to her classes because she doesn't feel safe in them. And he looked at my mom and told her it was my fault because I wasn't socially active enough with my classmates. Um, and that was kind of like the last straw for me. And my body actually started like shutting down. I ended up getting stress hives to the point like my entire body was covered in hives. And when I walked into school, they like flared up and like they went all over my face. And so it, it became the point I couldn't even go to school anymore because I didn't feel like that was a safe space for me. Um, and really the thing that got me through middle school was choir. I was on, I was in chorus. I was on, I did the competitions for county and I eventually even went on to um, the regional one where they only pick five students every year. Um, but that was just like my safe spot at school because every Friday we had um, karaoke day. And of course I always, I mostly did Kelly because that was just my thing. Um, but her albums, um, what doesn't seem stronger came out when I was in eighth grade. Um, and it was really a turning point for me because I like that song was exactly what I needed from somebody who I idolized at the exact, like at the exact point I needed it. Um, actually, when I turned 18, the very first thing I did was I went and got what doesn't kill you makes you stronger tattooed on my ankle. Um, because that song was the first song I can really remember of like, a personal instance being life-changing because it made me feel powerful even though I didn't have a lot of power at school her her song and that anthem made me feel like I was powerful um and it gave mm -hmm. me some of that confidence back and I ended up finishing out the year um and you know moving on to high school but I really think without that song I don't know if I would be sitting here talking to you guys today that's wild I know like Kelly's wow. even said like she's had people come up to her and just relate to that song for so many different reasons, which I think is really cool because obviously like being strong, it's like a very broad and vague message, but it, that I think because of that, it appeals to so many unique situations. So I'm really sorry you went through that, but I think this, the fact that the song came out when it did like not to get all like corny here, but I think there was a reason for that. And I think sure. I, yeah, I think, you know, you know, how that come out a year later, like, you know, the timelines may have not worked out, but I think that coming out at that certain point in your life was pivotal for you. Yeah, I totally agree. It's actually to this day still my phone ringtone. That's so my awesome. Phone ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> 
feel my ringtone now. Um, just it's one of those songs that I don't care. I'll be 70 and it will still be. I've <laughs> honestly probably played it for 7,000 times and I still will never skip the song. It's just like I just can't do it. It always was curious to me, and you mentioned this uh, in your your story that you sent to us, uh, not not as much when you were just telling your story, but you had mentioned that you had gotten bullied um, because you were a singer. And that always was curious to me because especially when it comes to middle school and high school age students, so many of those people look up to, they admire, they they. I mean, worship is probably a little bit of a strong word, but so many musicians are so influential to teenagers that it always confused me why people who sang were made fun of, but yet they, that bully would turn around and idolize a singer. And so that, that never quite like got through my head of why it wasn't cool to be a singer, but it was cool to idolize a singer. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. Like, for me, I always felt like, like the popular kids or like the sport kids thought like, you know, kids in choir band were we were just weird because why would we want to do a performing arts over, you know, playing basketball or playing like football or anything. Um, And it's always been funny to me because I really think the reason people picked on me was because I was so like... I was, a, I was a goody two-shoes. I never got in trouble. I <laughs> was a straight-A student. Um, so, like, it just kind of – and honestly, in middle school, I think people will find any reason to pick on you. It could be the smallest thing. I had braces, so, like, everything just kind of added up together. Um, but, you know, a lot of times people would, like, make comments about, oh, that's, like, you know, you're crazy over Kelly Clarkson or stuff like that. And I was, like, honestly, like, it's not really – insult to me because it is something that's true like I really do idolize Kelly Clarkson and I have since I was a kid um that's not going to change like you could say whatever you want about it but Kelly and her music was like my one and it's still my go-to thing like I if I'm sad I go to that if I got really exciting news I go to that um when I was playing sports in high school that was my warm-up song right before I started any game um you know there's just nothing that will ever change the impact that that song, especially Kelly has just had on me in general. So you get through high school and things get a little bit better. Uh, You know, you're kind of, you're through with the, the bullies and the jerk kids in school. Things look like they're going great. And then you have another day that kind of comes back to the meaning and the message of the song stronger that kind of changes your life. Yeah. Um, so I had I graduated high school. Um, have have had a pretty great high school experience. Honestly, got to college. I'm a first, I was a first generation college student. I'm a disability college student, um, and it's my sophomore year. And I'm living in my own apartment, and things are just going great for me. Um, and I had gone home to visit my family for Christmas. Um, and I was a volunteer rescue squad member at my where we lived at the time. Um, so we. I had plans to run squad duty the night before I left to go back to my apartment. And I was like, well, I'm going to go see my mom at her job. So that way, you know, I get to see her one more time before I leave. So I drove out there. No problem driving out there. It was great. You know, got there, visited. And then during that time, somebody had led the police on a high speed chase after he killed somebody on the interstate. 
Um, and the interstate is normally how I took to get home. So it closed the interstate completely. So I typed my address into Siri and Siri took me this back way I didn't even know it existed. Um, and I don't remember a lot about the initial incident. Um, I The only thing I can really remember is that I was driving and I was turning a corner um, and I turned the corner and the only thing I can remember was there was a deer in the middle, literally in the middle of the road and he had antlers. And I was like, if I hit him, he might come into this car because I was driving a Saturn and it was rather low. So I was like, maybe I can just go around him. And I remember trying to just kind of move my car like to the right around him. Well, the one side of my car fell off the, the like road. Um, and then I don't remember anything. Uh, the next thing I remember is waking up facing the building I had just passed. Um, and honestly, like, so I, I wake up and I don't really, I'm like trying to figure out what's going on, but I wake up and I just see my windshield and I'm like, I was like, oh boy, this is not good. Um, so the very first thing I did was I was like, please be able to move your feet. Please be able to move your feet. And the first thing I did was wiggle my toes. And I was like, okay. Um, I was like, I can move. So I started, my phone was connected to my aux cord, my car. So I grabbed the aux cord and like trying to bring it up and there's no phone on it. So I'm like, okay, great. That just takes away that. So um, I'm, I was in excruciating pain and I remember I couldn't lift my head up. Like I was stuck like this. I couldn't get my head to go up. So um, I was like, well, maybe I'll just flash my lights and blow my horn and somebody will like, you know, hear it or see my lights. Well, it was December 28th. Um, it was 50 degrees outside. It was daylight savings time. So it was already pitch black dark. And I was in a dark blue car and I'm like honking and flashing and nothing's happening. And I watched like 10 cars pass me. I'm like, okay. I'm like, nobody's coming down here. So I remember I unbuckled because I was like, well, I have to do something. I have to be able to get out of this car. So I tried to open my driver's side door um but I didn't know at the time that the roof had caved in and made it like really couldn't open the door it wasn't possible um and then my passenger side was over like this really big creek thing like it was like a hole with a whole bunch of water and I was like well I can't go that way so I immediately just start feeling around for my phone and I'm like hoping that maybe just by some like, you know, luck, luck of chance, I'll find it. Um, and I actually got an email from my college and I have the LED thing on my phone and it flashed and I was able to see that it was stuck between my passenger door and the seat, which at this time I'm already laying across the seats. So I'm, I pick it up and I go to call 911 and I like, there's blood all over my phone. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, where am I bleeding from? So I'm like, trying to like feel like if I have like you know like that compound fractions and like I got bones sticking out of me somewhere and I looked down and all three of my fingers were just like sliced open like mm. bleeding so I actually had um my Kelly Clarkson uh love so soft sweatshirt on and I took my hand and I wrapped it in the bottom of it and I called 911 and I'm like I try to explain the lady what happened and they hang up on me what? and I'm like I'm like, what do, what do I do now? So I remember calling. I was like, okay, I'll call my mom's restaurant. Call my mom's restaurant. The girl at the counter hangs up on me. I'm like, people, I'm literally stranded in the woods. Like, what? So I'm like, okay, I'll call my mom's cell phone. And my mom normally doesn't answer her cell phone when she's working. So I'm like, I call my mom's cell phone. And I don't remember what I said, but she said, these are exactly what I said. Mom, I've been in an accident. <laughs> I'm hurt. 
I need you. And she starts screaming at me. Like she is young. Where are you? And I was like, I don't know where I am. If I knew where I was, is what it so it was like a whole thing going back and forth. And so she's like, okay, well, recall nine one well, nine one calls me back. Like they oh. call me and I'm hello. And then she's like, and I'm like, okay, she's like, we have uh we've dispatched people, but they can't find you. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't find me? She's like, so she showed me on my maps how to pull up my exact coordinates. So I pulled up maps, uh, she walked me through, I gave her the coordinates and the cop walked up to my car and I was, I'm still on the phone with my mom. And the very first thing I'm, I said to him was I had my seatbelt on because I didn't want them like in my mind, I'm like, I don't have a seatbelt on. And he was like, he really said, obviously he's like, I thought I was walking up to fatality. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well that, that's not great. Cause like, to me, I'm like, okay, well, you know, the car is fine, whatever. So they can't get me out of the car because the roof had indented and it had blocked my door. So they, they, the, they're like, okay, we have to use, I think they use like the jaws to get my door off. And I remember the, the car was still on. I never turned the car off. So the firefighter leaned in to turn my car off and he accidentally turned on the radio. And I had my signed Meaning of Life CD in my car playing and he hit it and it started blaring Meaning of Life. And I just thought it was the funniest thing. And I'm like dying laughing. And they're like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, that's just so ironic that like in this tragic moment I have going on here that of course Kelly Clarkson would come through for me. Um, <laughs> so they got me loaded onto a backboard, took me out of the car, put me down right where my car was. And then they decided that I should walk up the mm. thing. I just flipped over a whole bunch of times. And by the time they walked me up, I couldn't, I, literally, I had no movement at all. I couldn't even turn left to right anymore. And I was like, oh, this is not. And all, my mom's still on the phone. And the firefighter takes my phone from me and tells my mom, she's fine. I think it's just a pulled muscle and there's minor damage to your car. Keep in mind, my car was totaled. You literally couldn't even get the the door off the roof had indented and taken out part of my scalp right down the middle of my <gasps> head oh my god so i get to the middle and they make me move from the stretcher to the bed and at this point my body's just like done and i like literally just rolled over so i was face down on the bed and nobody changed like nobody fixed me so my mom comes in and i start having like a panic attack i can't breathe i'm stuck like this I, I don't like it and I'm like trying to get my mom my dad to help me move but I couldn't my legs didn't have any strength and I, my, I couldn't get my arms to pull me up so my mom goes out and she's like my daughter wants to move but I don't really think she needs to move and then they rushed in like five different people and they flipped me over and they put me on a neck brace and the nurse is like um she's like we're gonna cut your sweatshirt and I was like you are not cutting my Kelly Clarkson sweatshirt somebody sit me up so I can take it off because I was like, I'm not going to know. So I got up, I took off my sweatshirt. Um, the doctor comes in and they're like, okay, we're going to send you for a CT. And I'm like, okay. I was in CT for like an hour. They did so many scans. Come back. I'm like, my head hurts. And the doctor, like the nurse looked at my head and he's like, I'm going to go get the doctor. Um, he comes in and he's like, they like show like, tell my parents that, you know, I have this huge laceration and they want to staple my head together. <laughs> Well, at this point, I've had morphine, and I'm like, no, no, thank you. And because I was 18, they couldn't do it, so I didn't let them staple my head back together. Um, and then they come back with this an emergency trauma doctor that we hadn't seen comes back and was like, your daughter broke her C6, her C7, her T1, her T2. She pulled all of her ligaments, and she was bleeding on her spinal cord, so we're sending her for an emergency MRI and calling in the trauma surgery team. <laughs> Casual. My parents, both, I, 
I remember my parents sitting at the foot of my bed looking at each other like, what did he just say? <laughs> so they go outside to, to take a moment and I'm just like chilling in there like, okay, so like, what does that mean? Like, can, like, and I remember I had, to, I had to go to the bathroom so bad and they're like, you cannot move. I was not allowed to move. I had to lay flat the entire night until a neurologist could see me the next morning. And I'm like, this is awful. So my mom stayed with me. And then the next morning, the, the doctor came in and was like, hey, um, you know, you're young. We think you'll recover. You're going to stay in this neck break for six weeks. Okay, cool. Knock that out. Six weeks come, go for a scan. Um, I had to get x-rays done. And I knew it was bad because he didn't take me into the normal exam room. He took me to sit down in his office. And I was like, oh, this can't be good. And he's like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, well, yeah, I feel okay. And he's like, well, I, my parents go like what would the scan show and he's like well her like my vertebrae had slipped off one another so like they were literally like, hanging like this um so he's like so she's gonna have to have surgery and I was like okay well, like what does that mean so I ended up having a almost 15 and a half hour surgery I had a front and back 360 done on my neck um and then I got out of surgery and Two weeks later, I ended up with a staph infection um, because my back stitches didn't dissolve. So I had to have another three-hour surgery for them to completely redo the back. I had listened to Kelly for the whole thing. In fact, when I went under for surgery, they had jazz music playing, which is really weird for me. And I was like, can I put a song on before y'all put me to sleep? Because like, if I go out, I want to go out with like something. And she's like, yeah. So the nurse pulls out her phone. She's like, yeah, what do you want to listen to? And I'm like, I want to listen to Kelly Clarkson, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Strong. And she's like, oh, good song. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so I listened to it both times before I went into surgery. Um, and all the nurses knew I liked Kelly because I always had it playing. And so I was just kind of like the floor thing. Like all the nurses knew, oh, you're, you're the Kelly Clarkson fan. I'm like, yeah, that, that's me. Um, so, but then Broken and Beautiful came out and that song I felt described the incident perfectly to like a T because I was broken. I literally had broken bones in my body. Um, and I just love, like, it was, ugh. that song, when that song came out, the first time I listened to it, I literally started crying because I was like, wow, like I've never felt like a song in that specific moment was so powering because I was like, that's literally what I'm going through right now. You know, I am broken and I'm still feeling like I'm a pretty beautiful person, but it's a lot to go through. You know, I was 19. Um, and that song just, that did it for me. I was like that song and it doesn't, what doesn't make you stronger will forever to like be two of my favorite songs. And then a whole lot of women comes in third. Cause my dad and I have like a whole dance for that song. And I just <laughs> that's in that song um but yeah so that was kind of like a life-altering moment for me because at 19 you know not a lot of kids are facing breaking their neck and back in a few places and and all the stuff that comes with it oh my gosh Skylar th that is I mean the fact that you're even with us today on this podcast is incredible and it is a testament to uh, the strength of, of you yourself, I mean, never mind, you know, whatever outside forces give you that strength. I mean, you are a strong woman just to even be here today. And, I, and I'm and i so thankful for that because, I mean, that is just an, an absolute horrifying experience. But a great ending to it. Yes. I mean, a good ending yeah. because it has, you know, a positive ending and you're you're here to to tell the story. Um, I guess, I mean, the last thing kind of that I want to ask you is, you know, if you if you were face to face with Kelly and you gave her, you know, sort of the Cliff's Notes version of your story, what what is the overall thing that you would want to say to her about how she was with you during your ordeal? Um, I really think I would just want to thank her. Like, um, 
you know, I've always joked with my dad, like we had meet and greet tickets for 2016 for peace. And she canceled the night before the concert. So I didn't get to meet her, but I've always joked, like if I ever came face to face with Kelly, I'm either going to cry, faint or both. But honestly, if I could break it down, I really just would want to thank her for being so willing and like capable of sharing what she's been through you know she's shared all the bad moments all the good moments you know she's very open um and you know her being so real and being open and honest and just her personal life and her music has really kind of resonated with me and things I've gone through um you know without stronger I really don't think I'd be here anymore um you know and then I went through the accident and it was just so much like it was overwhelming and it was sad and it was you know, this and that. And the one thing that I just kept relying on was music. And I mean, constantly I had meaning of life playing like all the time. Um, and it's just one of those things, like she's one of those people that if I ever do get the opportunity to meet, I can tell her that her impact on me has literally been life altering. Um, you know, if I hadn't chose Kelly to follow, I don't know what my story would have led me. I don't know where I would be right now. Um, and it's such a big piece of me. And everyone knows that I love Kelly. I mean, it's, um, it's really like a personality trait at this point. Um, and I just would want to thank her for being such a great role model to look up to you know you, you don't ever see her in headlines for you know doing things you shouldn't do um and I love that she's never changed herself to fit in with the industry you know Kelly is the same person that people fell in love with on American Idol you know she's still that bubbly funny person and it's really kind of kept me myself as well because you know it's so easy to become a persona where people you know won't pick on you or where you think people will like you more um and being a fan of kelly i just feel like if i wasn't true to myself i would be myself in injustice um and i just i would just thank her and tell her you know you i know you think like you know you have a great platform and you do so much for people but i'm telling you that i know more than a couple where your impact has been life-altering and, and at some point life-saving as well um and i just would want her to know that because you know they work so hard and they give us their all you know they share every aspect of their life with us when we don't have to do that with them yeah i i think it's well said. what i think it's really important i mean for you and i both in our our 20s and we really grew up with her and i i think the really awesome part about that is that she, she's been in our lives she's been in our lives for most of our lives because we're younger fans i guess we can say and she's i think the cool part is that the fact that we grew up with her is that she literally has helped i'm sure i don't want to speak for you but i can probably assume she's kind of she's really helped shape you as a person I know I can say the exact same thing with my morals, with my, my personality. And I just think it's cool that we, a lot of us have the same, um, you know, the same experience because of that, but it, you know, we all have different stories to tell. Like yours is so unique. And I'm, again, I've said this a few times, I'm so sorry you had to go through all of that, but I think it shapes you to be who you are today. And I, you know, I think if it weren't for those experiences, you know, I think, you know, Kelly's music may have not even had as much of an impact on you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've always I got my college did an article and a lot about me last year for a highlighted college graduate. And the last question the interview asked me if I could take the accident back, would I? And as crazy as it sounds, if you put me back in time, I don't think I would, because 
the experience, the overcoming that. And like our, my motto going through it was, it was a major, it was a minor setback for a major comeback. Um, that's Ooh. what I just kept talking about that. And, you know, I feel like if I take that away, I lose a lot of the personal growth I gained from that experience. I love that quote so much. I'm I literally, I love that. I've never heard that. And I'm like obsessed with it right <laughs> now. That's great. I, I really like that. Uh, Skylar, thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, and again, I can't stress this enough. We are so glad that you were here to share your story. Uh, and we greatly appreciate it. And I think, you know, based off of everything that you've said, I don't think I will listen to to either of your favorite Kelly songs the same way, because I think every time I will I will think of what you persevered uh, just to be here today. So thank you for that. And we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, be on the show with us today and talk about your experience. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to listening to the episode when it comes out. Awesome. Thanks so much, Skylar. Um, we, hope thank you have, you, Skylar. we hope you have a great day and thank you again. Thank you, you guys too. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how we transition <laughs> from, from Skylar's story to, to Brittany's story, but uh, we're going to have to somehow. Well, we are very excited to welcome our next guest to the podcast and it is Brittany. Hello, Brittany. Welcome. Hello. Thank you hey, for having me. Hey, Brittany. Oh, you're very... Very welcome. Thank you for being here. Uh, Brittany, tell us where you're from. I am from Holland, Michigan, originally from Georgia, but moved up north like 15 years ago. So now I have a in my day to day job, I have a, a radio morning show and my partner is originally from Kalamazoo, Michigan. So okay. she's always she's always doing the hand thing and she's showing me <laughs> where thing the where things are in Michigan. So if you could use your hand, okay. show me where Holland is. Because I'm not from here. So I always do it backwards. I actually have a picture of me doing this on another podcast. But, <laughs> so the thumb is on the other side. So I guess I'm like right here. Okay. We're so on you Lake Michigan and on the west side in the south corner. Oh, okay. Okay. Right on. Very cool. Uh, so as always, we always tell people to uh, talk to us about their uh, beginnings of finding out about Kelly and how they became a fan. And, and what is that? Uh, what is that for you? Yeah. So I am the same age as Kelly. So I was watching Idol when I was in high school, just graduating from high school. And I really liked her on the show. I kind of liked her and Tamira until she's saying think, twi think twice, which is a weird song to be like oh that's the one that I like fell in love with her but color of my love I think that's the name of it by Celine Dion the album yeah. that it was from was on repeat in my house like growing up so that song when she sang it it got mediocre reviews from the judges but I really fell in love with her at that point and I was like this girl's gonna win like I love it and so I really followed her from that point and just I bought all of her albums but I never really considered myself a super fan at that point but that was kind of my intro to her and I really liked her from that point so what was the point for you that was like okay I like her and then you're like mm, I like her a lot yeah so exactly um well, through my 20s, I was working as a waitress living paycheck to paycheck. So I never really had enough money to go to her concerts. And like I said, I got her albums, but I kind of really fell off probably after, I guess, after um, 
after Piece by Piece. So I remember Piece by Piece on Idol. I watched that and I never got the Meaning of Life album. And I don't know if I just didn't hear about it or what happened, but I didn't get that. But a friend had gotten tickets to the Meaning of Life tour and they knew that I was a fan of hers. And so they asked me to go and I was super excited. And I was like, okay, let's go. And uh, you don't really know with vet ticks, which is how they got their tickets, how, uh, where your seats are going to be. So we get there and she gets the tickets and she's like, we're down on the floor. I'm like, are you serious? I start freaking out. And so we get in there, we get down on the floor and we are like probably 10, 15 feet from the stage. So I'm like, I can see everything. I think Kelsey Ballerini was on by the time we got in there. We got in a little bit late and it was just one of the most incredible experiences. I think both of you know that once you hear Kelly live, it is just different. You become like, <laughs> no matter how many yeah. times you see her, it just grows and grows and grows and grows with each live performance. It's true. Exactly. Live is just so different. And it was incredible. So I had never heard her live before. And I was just blown away. At one point, she was barefoot and jumping to since she'd been gone. And she broke her in-air piece. And I snapped a pic. So I have a pic of her like <laughs> holding it behind her back like... Like, oh my gosh, I just broke in. <laughs> and um, so they brought the band down to the end of the stage, which was like directly in front of me. And it was just so incredible. She got the crowd involved and we were singing. And that really just invigorated my love for her again. And I was like, okay, I am obsessed now. <laughs> so now I need like all the Kelly I can get. And not long after that, we found out she was having a talk show. So I was like, okay, now I really need to like find a way to go to LA and get on this talk show. And living in Michigan, it's really hard with the talk show, especially when it was in person, because you went on one iota and you signed up for tickets and you didn't know until a few days before if you even had tickets. And then some of those tickets were not even guaranteed. You had to have like the special ticket to be guaranteed a seat. So I happened to sign up for The Voice and The Kelly Clarkson Show and managed somehow to get the VIP passes for both shows on that next week. And I was like, okay, my husband's going to kill me, <laughs> but I have to like find a way to go. So I called up one of my friends that had went to the concert with me and I'm like, okay, I've got these tickets. We have to leave in four days. Can you do this with me? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, sure. Let's go. So her and I flew out and another crazy thing happened on the plane. We get on the plane and they sit us apart from each other because we had ordered the tickets so late, like we couldn't pick our tickets next to each other. And I had sat next to the best friend of the executive producer of the Kelly Clarkson show and The Voice. Wow. That's insane. Chris Hines. It, I'm like, and so I was telling him, he was asking like where we were going and he had his family. I have three kids. So I was talking to his kids, playing with his kids and he was like asking where we were going. And I told him, yeah, we're going out to the Kelly Clarkson show. Like I was really lucky. I'm a big fan of hers. And he's like, I'm going to text my buddy for you. <laughs> I'm like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Like I was floored and they ended up finding me and my friend seats together. So I didn't get to sit with him for the rest of the flight. And we moved before we actually took off. But um, yeah, so we get there and the next day was actually the voice showing. So we get in the voice and you know how they have the crowd hype guy? Yeah, sure. 
out during those shows. And so probably midway through the show, it was one of the live performances. So after the live performance, we went to commercial break and the hype guy comes out. He's standing right next to Kelly and he goes, is Brittany Postma in here? Like, is there a Brittany Postma? I like busted out screaming. I'm not here. <laughs> and this is in front of how many people? Like Do what? This is in front of how many people? Like hundreds, probably. I mean, like a thousand, oh because my. the voice studio is like it's probably a thousand plus. Is it really? So there's like it's like five different sections of stadium wow. seating. It's huge. Oh my yeah, God. it's way bigger than I thought it was too. Going in there, you happen to have pretty decent seats too. You are not too terribly far from where Kelly's uh, chair was, right? Yeah. So I actually ended up. Um, I don't know why our group was one of the last ones that got to go in. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to have terrible seats. But we ended up on the front row of one of those stadium seatings. Uh, stands whatever you want to call them and they have this wall behind their chairs and the wall actually came up higher than our seats were so I had to stand up to even see but I was directly behind Kelly's chair and so in the intro to the voice I have a picture where I've circled us with a heart and we're like just right behind Kelly the whole time <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> that was fantastic so when yeah. so when when he screamed your name and you were like oh my god that's me hi what <laughs> happened so he comes over. He's like, we'll be with you in a minute. And so uh, the next commercial break, Chris comes over and introduces himself. He's like, yeah, this is crazy. Like you sat by my buddy. And he just introduced himself and said, yeah, I'm Chris Hines. I, I run this show and nothing happened. I was like, okay, I just met Chris. And I'm like, okay, what's going <laughs> on? So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going on. And then two days later, so we stayed Wednesday and went and did the Hollywood thing. And then on Thursday was the Kelly Clarkson show and it was the morning show. And again, nothing happened. Like I didn't know anything going in. No one said anything to me. And again, like, actually, maybe I should preface this a little bit too. We went into the Kelly Clarkson show. We were sitting on the far left side. This was still in person. And only one group of the stands got to go down and stand around her when she was singing. And I was in that group. So when she sings, she sang Hella Good by No Doubt. I remember that performance. And she walked out and walked right by me when she was singing. So that was an awesome point. And then probably another like, this was almost the end of the show this time. It was like more than three quarters of the way through the show. The hype guy comes out again. Is there Brittany Postma here? And I'm like, again, I'm like, oh, I'm right here. And um, so then between... Between the last segment break and when she does the uh, what I'm liking section, she came over and she's like, hi, I'm Kelly. And I walked up, she gave me a hug and I was hoarse from screaming so loud at the voice <laughs> that I don't even remember what I said because I blacked out totally. I know I said something about liking Hello Sunday because they were on the voice at that point, but I said something and I swear she took a step back <laughs> because she's like, you're hoarse, you're sick. I can't get sick, which I get, <laughs> but I freaked out. Um, like I said, I blacked out. I don't even remember what I said. I know I was like, oh my God, I love you. Like, and hello Sunday's amazing and something and then she walked off and so it was like less than a minute but I got to meet her she was super sweet and went back to my seat and then at the end Chris Hines pulled me aside and he's like yeah I want to get a picture of you before you go he's like I wanted to do this with Kelly but she had to go see her kids and so he got a picture of me 
by myself in front of the Kelly Clarkson show sign and then a picture of him and I in front of the Kelly Clarkson show sign. So that's a nice memory to have at least. <laughs> that yes. really that that really just shows that like I mean again like you you really don't know who you're who you'll ever be talking with but like just this is just a rule of thumb for anyone listening just be nice. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. Just be nice. Unless someone's mean to you, then fine, you know, whatever. But, like, just otherwise, just be a good person because, like, you never know what's going to happen. This is proof. I had no idea who this guy was on the plane. I sat down and I was just nice to his kids and he noticed and he was friendly back with me asking what was going on. And it created a meeting I never would have gotten without that. It's just insane. Like, had you you been sitting two rows back, probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah, exactly. Like anywhere else, like I may not have had that. It was just fate. It was incredible. What were the people that were seated around you thinking when Kelly walks up and talks to you? They looked at me like at first they were like, who is she? (laughs) After it happened, it was like everyone flocked to me like, why did she do that? Why did she come over and talk to you? Like what's going on? And I had to tell them the story about the flight, but it was all just so surreal and crazy. You should have just lied. I mean, like, yeah, we're like best friends. We like barbecue a lot. You know, it's fine. I haven't seen her in 15 years. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, look, like Pam said, I mean, it, it is one of those times where you just think to yourself, you never know who you are going to be sitting next to. Um, this is completely not the same kind of thing, but I know that I was on a flight once and this is back before, um, you know, the, uh, like the iPod and the and you know, digital music that you could carry around with you. So I got on a plane. I had a stack of CDs. I had like six CDs with me, and I happened to be sitting sitting near this uh, this older lady, and I had my stack of CDs sitting on my tray of my of my seat. And the lady happened to look over and she says, oh, do you like that band? It's it's this band out of Omaha, Nebraska called 311. Oh, uh, yeah. You may or may not know who they are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so she uh, she goes, oh, do you like that band? And I said, oh, yeah. You know, I've, I've been listening to this band since I was in high school. I, I, I love them. They're great. She goes, oh. Nick is my son. Her son <laughs> is the lead singer of the band. Oh my God. It was like it was like random flight. I don't even know where I was even going at that point, but it just so happened his mom. And so she texts him and he texted her back and said, oh, tell him thanks for, you know, whatever. Cause, I mean, I'm, I'm like, give him my number. I mean, I'm not going to be that guy. But <laughs> uh, but she texted uh, him and he texted her back and she's like, here, Nick has a message for you and like held up her phone to me. And so um and so normally pure. I'm not – I know. And it's like I'm not that guy that talks to somebody on a plane. I'm usually the guy who the second I sit down, I throw my headphones on and I am unavailable. Yeah. But this happened to be one of those times where I was open for human conversation at the time and this lady seemed very nice and she took an interest in the fact that like I was listening to you know random CDs. And uh, from that moment on – I have made myself more available to <laughs> conversations on on planes because you never know. And I ended up – I've met other people that I have become Facebook friends with and, and we communicate all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird, but you just you just never know. Yeah, you don't. 
it's crazy how little connections like that will happen. And when I got back, I actually like hunted down the guy through Chris's Instagram and found the guy that originally did that and thanked him via a DM. And um, he's like, yeah, I was hoping something like that was going to happen. I'm really happy for you. So, I mean, just super sweet people, but those connections, like I, I now like kind of have a connection with Chris. So like I sent him something that the Kelly Clarkson show is one of those shows that uh, you can cry and laugh your ass off within <laughs> 90 or 60 minutes or whatever I said. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to print this out and put this on our wall in the Kelly Clarkson like hallway. Oh my gosh. For the Kelly Clarkson show. So there's like just crazy little things like that. Like you make a connection with a person and they just stick around. And I started, I run the Casey Celebrities uh, fan account on Twitter Yes. So we, we wanted to talk about this too. Yeah. Uh, so talk to us about how that got started. So I'm a web developer by trade and I was learning how to write in Python and I wanted to do a Twitter bot. It's one of the most popular things that you do. And so I decided to practice on making a Casey fan like bot account that would just retweet like her post and things that are relevant to her. And so I wrote that up and ran, I still run that account. And it just, that's how it got started. It was me learning how to write in Python and just wrote that account. And so it just retweets all that. But I mean, I was already a fan of Kelly. So I'm like, I'm just going to use this to do this. And now that has made like a bunch of different connections. So yeah, it's really fun. And that's then I awesome. do those drawings too. I do drawings. Oh yeah, I saw color. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. I love this. Wow. I love random stuff like this. Oh, it makes me yeah. so happy. <laughs> it's brought up like so many different things in my life. Now, have you made uh have you made friends uh through the fandom because of some some of these things that you've done? I haven't really yet. I missed out on all the express stuff that happened too. I'm so it's sad. It's still like, there. It's still there. I know, it, but like I feel like it happened like in the late nineties, early two thousands is when it was really or well, early two thousands, I guess, is when it was really like popular and you guys made all of these like connections. So I feel like I missed out, but I want to get in on this Vegas show thing. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, we literally have no idea when it's when if and when it's happening. I know when it's even but gonna be at this point. Yeah. Because it's cool. Cause like I mean for me, um I mean Jeremy can definitely has a different experience just, you know, being a fan longer and just being like older than me. And just because mm-hmm. I was really young when, you know, everything started, but like I mean, going to concerts and just talking up with random people and like tw- the power of like Twitter, like even even in the last few years, it's really just like expanded. Like, I don't want to say my network. I, I, I don't want to say network because that makes it sound very like insensitive. But like, yeah. just, you know, your Kelly network, everyone like has like their crew, like not crew, but like everyone knows people through it. And even people mm-hmm. I don't even know that well. It's cool just to kind of interact with them so it's my point being it's never too late as long as the as long as the the as long as the internet is still a thing which i anticipated staying around for like (laughs) a a little bit longer (laughs) it's never too late yeah i shouldn't say that i've not made connections because there's definitely people that i recognize that i talk with but it all happened during right as the pandemic was starting so I haven't met anyone in person yet, and I'm sure that those will happen, but I do have people that I recognize and talk to and things like that. And I was going to say earlier, too, I'm the same age as Kelly. So a lot of those life moments that she went through, I went through at the same time. My 
uh, son was born two weeks after River. Wow. And then my daughter was just born a couple months after Remy. So like we have kids at the same time, like a lot of those life moments for her happened at the same time as me. And I think I just grew and am still growing with her as a person. And she's so personable. Like she's just so easy to like, like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's part of the reason why one of the many reasons why we do what we do um, just because we we're we're sitting here scratching our heads every day. Like, why doesn't every single human being on this planet love her like the we do? Because <laughs> how do you not? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brittany, we are so glad that you could come on today and share your story. Uh, I mean, again, one of those kinds of stories that hopefully people will hear and they will think about it next time they get on an airplane or uh, the next time that, uh, you know, they have a chance encounter with somebody that they think of your story and that maybe that could be a big moment for them as well. Uh, so thank you so much for for taking the time and uh, tell everybody again what the, the Twitter account is that you do. Casey underscore celebrities is the name of the Twitter account. And then the name on it is just celebrities. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you again for uh, for being on the podcast and uh, all the best to you. And we hope that if there is a Vegas show, we hope that we get to see you out there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Brittany. Have a good one. Thanks, yeah, Brittany. Baby. So we want to give a big, big thank you to both of our guests today, Skylar and Brittany. Um, two very different stories, but I think both really cool, unique, interesting stories. So I'm really happy that we were able, or they were able rather, to share the, their experiences with everyone listening today. Yes. And if you've got a Mike Kelly experience story, it doesn't have to be uh, something that's, you know, as traumatizing as what Skylar went through or as happenstance that Brittany went through. Even if it's just a story about how Kelly or her music has impacted your life, we love to read and we love to share those stories. So please send them to our email. It's missindepodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on all of our social medias. Those are also at missindepodcast. And we also hope that you will be back next week when we have a new episode. Until then, thanks for tuning in. And oh, and by the way, don't forget, rate, subscribe, and like us and follow on our your various podcast platforms, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and a review if you've got a few minutes, even if it's just, hey, I love this podcast. Uh, we would definitely appreciate that as well. Until then, we will talk to you guys next time. See ya. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 